Hello, this is Marlena Borch with the Saskatchewan Wheat Outlook for May 10. More detail on the wheat markets can be found in the written report on the Sask Wheat website. So what went on in the wheat markets last week? Given persistent dry conditions and continued strong global demand for wheat, all futures prices increased for the fifth week in a row. U.S. wheat rose 25 to 30 cents a bushel in all three markets to uh, fresh multi-year highs. New crop wheat on the motif in Europe also rose to contract highs, but we know that German and Baltic fork wheat premiums were more or less unchanged. <clears throat> in futures, July Chicago wheat closed Friday at 7.62, up 19 cents on the week. July 21 contract, Kansas hot red winter wheat closed at 7.37, and July Minneapolis hot red spring wheat closed at 7.97. We should note that today, on Monday, all North American markets are down currently by 30 to 40 cents a bushel following significant precipitation. There was a big rain system that stretched in a diagonal line from Alberta to Kentucky and in the width from Manitoba to Kansas. As you know, rain was badly needed in Alberta, Saskatchewan, Manitoba, Montana, North Dakota and South Dakota. Alberta, eastern Montana, southwest North Dakota, and north central South Dakota all got some rain, which left the bulk of Saskatchewan, Manitoba, and the eastern half of North Dakota dry and still cool. The coming seven-day window has little chance for North Dakota and South Dakota again, and more coverage for, north e for the northeast and the east and the Corn Belt and down into Kansas City. Aside from the weather, the next big influence on the market will be the USDA WASDE report on the coming Wednesday. In this report, we expect USDA will be viewed by the trade as much more about corn and soybeans than about wheat. But both markets and data on both markets will affect the wheat outlook as well. In our view, CBOT corn cannot break while Brazilian corn is highly questionable. This keeps a floor under U.S. corn and wheat futures, while we see nothing to pressure European prices, especially when FOB wheat prices are lower than feed corn. The big risk in the report is that the USDA revises corn futures up significantly. We will see. Continued reports of dryness on the Canadian prairies and the tri-strait area needs to be followed closely as well. To summarize what we consider to be the most important global wheat news, we still have two markets, the USA and other origins, with the US North American markets higher price to stay out of feed grains. Continued reports of dryness on the prairies and in the northern states need to be followed closely. And we have talked about the rain just earlier, which had a profound effect on today's markets. The markets are looking towards the USDA WASDE reports on Wednesday, and the attention will be on corn and soybeans, but wheat will see influence and spillover from those markets. Consumer and importer demand was thin last week, partly due to Ramadan, but also because buyers are struggling to come to terms with the massive price hike we have seen over the past short while. And in other news, the USDA attaché in India cut their 21-22 wheat production estimates from 107 to 105 million tons, down from 108 million tons in the 2021 season. With respect to purchases and trades last week, 
there was really nothing significant. Taiwan and the Philippines bought a bit, but the larger Thailand tender was canceled because of the higher prices. Buyers are struggling with the price increases. Specifically on spring wheat and Canadian wheat, Saskatchewan spring wheat was 8% seeded as of May 3rd, and Alberta spring wheat was 18% seeded as of last week. Moisture conditions are difficult. The StatScan March 31 stocks report last Friday showed wheat sp stocks excluding Durham at 13.5 million tons compared to 15.5 last March 2020. Trade guesses for all wheat were in a wide range, um, but the estimates came in lower um, compared to 16.7 million tons by StatScan and the 18.8 million tons last year. Amazing what increased exports can accomplish. StatScan also published the March exports by destination earlier last week. Wheat excluding Durham, exports at 1.9 million tons for March were excellent for year-to-date total of 13.8 million tons. That's 3.2 million tons higher than last year. Canadian weekly exports for week 39 were great at 532,000 tons for the wheat and 15.1 million tons year-to-date. Now to Durham. Durham seeding in Saskatchewan reached 15% as of May 3rd and Alberta 58%. Again, moisture in the south is generally dry. The StatScan March 31 stocks report showed Durham stocks at 2.75 million tons compared to 3.3 last year. 73% of the stocks are said to be still on farm. StatScan exports by destination for March for Durham were 687,000 tons for year-to-date total of 4 million tons. Last year we were at 3.1. Italy has once again been our most important buyer at 1.1 million tons, followed by Morocco, just over 800,000 tons, and Algeria, 550,000 tons. A major reduction in exports from last year occurred to the United States. We are 100,000 tons down. Durham exports for week 39 amounted to 288,000 tons for year-to-day total of 4.9 million. Combined wheat and Durham exports are up 4.3 million tons over last years. In summary, we expect the USDA report on Wednesday will be viewed by the trade to be more about corn and soybeans, but will affect the wheat outlook uh, significantly, or has the potential to affect the wheat outlook uh, significantly. Corn cannot break while Brazilian corn production is questionable in our view. This keeps a floor under U.S. corn and wheat futures. Our recommendation remains, remains the same. We would make no new sales until we see the new WASDE report. This is Marlena Börsch with the Saskatchewan Wheat Market Outlook. You can find the complete report online at sasqueed.ca. Have a great week.